The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright, and we're Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. <laughs> We're going to listen to the whole thing and nothing but the whole thing. They can't sue us if they voices in the background. They don't even know what we're watching. Also, I don't think they would sue us. This is like a, a college film. They would love the just people talking about how good it was. We need to reach out to Broad Strokes to have them on. If yeah, you, yeah, if, I will. If you guys have never checked out Broad Strokes on YouTube, B-R-O-A-D-S-T-R-O-K-E-S, they have Severus Snape and the Marauders, the Harry Potter prequel, and they actually did an amazing job mm-hmm. of like what happened at the school before the war that we all heard about. So, like, I I can't stress it to you enough. Please, if you listen to this podcast, make sure you look up Broad Strokes. Broad Strokes. I'm sorry. Excuse excuse me. I have a lisp. S's (laughs) and other consonants are hard for me. But make sure you look them up. If you can comment on their video, tell them the Potterhood podcast sent you. But that's our shout out. Now. Back to business. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Nico White. And I'm Will Posnan. And this is the Potterhood Podcast. We're shooting a little later than we usually shoot because <laughs> nobody cares about my precious sleep schedule. No, don't turn me down, Maxie. Do not turn wait, me Nico, down. Wait, yes, sir. You're, a, you're a 26-year-old comedian? I'm a 26-year-old stand-up, stand-up comedian. comedian. Being on the record, complaining about being up at 10.20 p.m. on a Sunday? I want you to <laughs> rethink what you just said. So it's a Sunday night. That means that yesterday was a Saturday. Saturday night. That's I true. was on the road. I came back off the road. I did all the things that you do on the road. And then, of course, I'm rightfully sleeping. That's today. very fair. That's yeah. I was up at seven. I did an interview at 1:30. And then I did a show. <laughs> and then I rushed back up here. Because nobody else wanted to reschedule and maybe do a different day. It's not like the people would know. They get the podcast <laughs> on Wednesday regardless. But but here we are, and I'm actually very happy to see you guys. And I feel really special that you made time for us on such a busy day. No, no, man. Anything for the potterhood. I'm just happy to be here. I think this is definitely episode 21. Yes. Okay? And if we're wrong, then damn it, Will's wrong, because I asked <laughs> and, him. And it's not the first time I've been wrong. <laughs> definitely not. So, big dog, let's do our um, plugs in the beginning, huh? Okay, cool. So, ladies and gentlemen that have been listening to us the first 20 episodes, we want to thank you again. And you can find me on Instagram at NicoWhite93. That's at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E 93 on Instagram. Check out my website, NicoWhite.com. N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E dot C-O-M. I will be headlining a show here in New York City at the New York Comedy Club 
241 East 24th Street. Tickets for that are available on my website, or you can follow the link in my Instagram account. Please use my promo code, which is Kang, that is K-A-N-G, to get a $10 discount off of each and every ticket that you buy. I hope that you'll come and support. It's going to be a good show. I might even tape it, depending on how soon we sell out. But don't tell nobody that. Only the Potterhood knows that. Now, <laughs> having said that, that's all of me. Will, how can, how can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Will Posnan, W-I-L-L-P-O-Z-N-A-N. And I've uh, started posting pictures of the kid on Instagram. So it's Ah, funny. you're thirst trapping the <laughs> cuteness of the baby. I am exploiting it. So check that out. And this will probably come out around like the second, third week of October. Mm-hmm. So go online right now. Check to see if Nico's show is sold out. And if it isn't, buy some tickets. Buy some tickets. Because it's a great show. Maxi, what you want to tell him, man? You can find me on Instagram at Max Marcus Comedy, M-A-X-M-A-R-C-U-S. There you go. I kind of think people can spell comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they got this. They, they got it. Yeah. Uh, I have a new monthly show at Piano's Bar in the Lower yes. East Side. Nico was nice enough to do it the other week. And the show is good. amazing. If you ever get the chance, check it out at Piano's Bar. You'll know it's Max because Max is four foot eleven. <laughs> so make sure y'all check out that show. It's a great venue, too. Nice uh, I'm room five, up three. Oh, you five? Well, excuse me. All right, y'all. So that's our plugs. Now let's jump into Will. Who we sorting? Okay, so South Park is back. Mm-hmm. I love that show. We're mm-hmm. sorting Eric Cartman. Okay, so we're going to sort Eric Cartman. Now, there's only one proper place to put Cartman because he's chaotic evil. So I'm going to put him in Slytherin, no question. Yes. Actually, no, I'm taking that back. Okay. I'm putting him in Durmstrang. I'm putting him in Durmstrang because he studies the dark arts all the time. The man had a whole laser <laughs> stuck in his asshole that people had to poke to get the laser out. And just that whole thing... Having to make your friends who always wear mittens have to poke you in the buttocks, that's just <laughs> disgusting. And anybody that would do that is not worthy of any respect or to be in a proper wizarding school. Not that I don't respect Durmstrang, but... So f- what do you mean by that in terms of proper wizarding school for Durmstrang? I mean, proper wizarding school as in, like, I, I like Durmstrang, right? I like Durmstrang. Okay. I would want to go to Durmstrang. But it's not a proper wizarding school, and they do a lot of things that are probably... Fl- Probably frowned upon. Excuse me. I'm really hard with words today. Consonants, baby. You had an exhausting day. They all know the reason. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want anybody to think I'm drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about a kid's um, book and movie, and he's (laughs) fucked up. No, I swear I'm not. But um, yeah, I feel like they teach a lot of taboos, and I feel like Cartman lives in a taboo. Yes. South Park in and of itself is a walking, talking, play doughy taboo. So for those reasons, I'm putting Eric Cartman, no question, Durmstrang. I'm going to go Slytherin. Uh, to me, he's always about putting himself above people. Mm-hmm. Like his whole thing is creating hierarchies when he's anti-hippies, mm-hmm. when he's anti-various other demographics. Yes. Uh, and on the last season where they had like the PC principal, or it was like two, three seasons ago when they introduced that and Cartman got super PC, uh, to me, that was like such a Slytherin-y uh, plot that he followed. 100%, because one of those things where he'll do anything to survive as long as he survives. And if that includes killing you, then you will be dead. <laughs> yeah, no, him, the Scott Tennerman episode mm-hmm. where he feeds Scott Tennerman's parents to him, spoiler alert, I guess you... But yeah, uh, that's, I think, that's in my five favorites. That might be my favorite episode ever. Really? Dude, that episode's so crazy. I mean, I, I I only ever watched South Park when it used to come on late on like WB because we didn't have cable. 
and I would like to stay up <laughs> late when we still had the antenna with the rabbit ears. So that's the only real experience I have with South Park. Like Chef was still played by Isaac Hayes back oh, then. Great character. Yeah, that's one of my favorites too. Is the there's a couple of Chef episodes, but the one where they have like the the fundraiser for Chef, and then also the the last Chef episode with this Explorers. It's just a great episode. Oh, is Chef no longer in the show. No, Chef passed away. Well, Isaac Hayes passed away and Chef passed away. Wow. Well, he, left, he left the show because they made fun of Scientology. Yes. And he was a Scientologist. Who was? Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that was the last straw for him. He was like, don't make fun of Scientology. But apparently yeah. uh, his family came out and they said that the Church of Scientology really forced him to do it. Not to make an enemy of the Church of Scientology on this podcast. Nico the, White is not making an enemy of the Church of Scientology. I hope and respect whatever. You know, yeah. I think that, okay, so I've made an enemy with the Church of Scientology, and before that, there was somebody else. Oh, yeah, Birdman, when I came out on the side of Lua. So two very formidable Yeah, you pick, you pick some great opponents. Look, just leave me the fuck out of it, okay? Yeah, don't, I don't go for Nico. I don't want no problems with the church or science or none of that. Leave me alone. <laughs> But I'm yeah. just here to talk Harry Potter shit. But yeah, so uh, they influenced his family. So that's why he didn't want to do it. He actually kept watching the show even after he left the show. According yeah. to like his daughter or something. I, I believe that. He seemed like a very um, even keel kind of guy. I would put Chef in Hufflepuff if I was going to sort Chef, by the way. If I was to sort Chef, yeah, Hufflepuff's a good one. I can't fight you on that. And I haven't watched enough of South Park to be able to like really no chef in and out but i'll tell you yeah. what i have watched enough of oh. harry potter to know some of these characters in and out for example like in our next segment <laughs> where we go, oh i'm telling you baby i ain't have it the last time but damn it today oh yeah the segues are real <laughs> you just didn't have to say segment you could have just you were right there i was you were right at the goal line i don't need you to correct me Will. <laughs> you know what i'm saying i don't want the people to hear us fighting you know what i'm saying <laughs> now nah, we don't fight here on the podcast it's all love but Today, we're going to do it a little sooner than we usually do, but the what if they were black and you chose Rufus Scrimmamore? Scrimgeour. Scrimgeour. I don't know how to say that you know, shit. That is the uh, the muggle or the prime minister, minister of magic mm -hmm. after Cornelius Fudge yes. before Kingsley. Okay. So now my first thing is if he were black, uh, his name wouldn't change. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> tell you that much. That name would still be Rufus <laughs> Scrimgeour. There you go. Rufus Scrimgeour. Ugh. That, na that name just sounds like it come with a whole lot of struggle. Not not even black <laughs> struggle, just a whole lot of struggle. How did his life turn out? He was such a forgettable character. He was, uh, so he was like the super intense prime minister who was all about fighting Voldemort from the day he got in. He was like, I think he's supposed to be like a Winston Churchill-ish placeholder type guy. He's always trying to uh, utilize Harry as a propaganda tool and Harry won't really play along. But remember he sends the message as he's dying to warn all the people at the wedding uh that there's that the ministry has fallen. Mm -hmm. That was him who sent that message. Well didn't uh, he get killed? Yeah he I got thought killed. Kingsley, Kingsley sent, the sent the message. You're right, you're right. Yeah. See, messing <laughs> up the facts. I want I want a ticker for every time <laughs> every Will mistake. messes up a fact. You know what I mean? So that when I when I ha when I hear other people go, yeah, Will knows a lot of Harry Potter. <laughs> I just know where to pull up. This that is he's still not a mistake. thing from six months ago. I'm <laughs> just saying I hold grudges. <laughs> Nico knows. Nico corrected me right there. So I think that people do underrate how much you know about Harry Potter. It's I think I think so amount. too because I'm the louder one out of the two of us. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. So that's probably why they underrate it. But whatever, he's wrong. <laughs> so. Um, 
Oh yeah, Rufus Scrimgeour. I, I I just feel like a if he were black, he might be a little more memorable because he'd be one of the <laughs> two black people in the whole goddamn thing. Oh no, I'm sorry, three. Because at Kingsley got Dean, and then you would have Black Rufus uh, Scrimgeour and Lee Jordan. Oh, and yeah, right. I had to oh, oh, that's which one is Lee Jordan? <laughs> Lee Jordan's the announcer. Fred and George are friends with. And George and Angela, is uh, yeah. Angela. Okay, so one of up to five, <laughs> yeah. depending on which part of the uh, extras you're looking at in the movies, but. It's one of those things where he he was so forgettable to me, dog. Yes. Even as such like an important role. And then he died. Yes. Like you were so ready to scrap that you you literally had Death Eaters in the ministry, which really got to me because it's like, can't you just have them all stand there and like pull their sleeves up? <laughs> yeah. Is How, that is that against the rules? Is is that <laughs> I, I wanna know. Like, is there like a committee for discrimination against Death Eaters? Because there's way too many Death Eaters in the ministry for nobody to have noticed. Yeah. Like, Literally what? just pull up your sleeves. That is uh I mean, that is like a little stop and frisk. <laughs> just pull up your sleeves. That's true. It is like it's so like a obvious. background check. All right, look, pull your sleeves down, raise your left hand. All right, you're good. Go on about your day. That's true. Moody had a whole magic eye. He had the only magic eye in the game. Yeah. Nobody else wanted to get a magic eye. Maybe look through some cloaks and <laughs> peep left wrists and notice the fact that Lucius Malfoy has a still active. Uh, I mean, you know, I, 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 I want things to make sense. These but. are best practices. You're telling... The wizarding community how to adopt best practices. I'm, I'm just saying, wizarding community, listen to me. If you have a war and the previous minister of magic wasn't um, competent in times of war, and then you get one that wants to go to war, it just it's just kind of like pathetic to me that Rufus would want to go to war and then not check to see if there was <laughs> any enemies of the state in his camp. So you're saying uh, if he were a black man, he wouldn't be as concerned with maybe the optics of it and he would just pull up people's sleeves and he would arrest the Malfoys day one. Yes, day one. <laughs> if you really about that shit. Now I have a question for you about the wizarding community. Let's say uh, on Wizard CNN, Rufus Scrimgeour goes up. He's the new prime minister. He's like, uh, so I, oh, in this scenario also, he's black. Mm -hmm. Goes up there. He's like, Voldemort is back. I'm going to fight him. Who's with me? Mm -hmm. What percentage... Of the coverage is like, and the wizards with their first African European prime minister, African British. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> you think they pivot that way? I don't. I don't know which way they pivot. They don't have too many black people to choose from. That's got to so, be the first one if it's him. It, he definitely probably is the first one. So it'd be between like there'd be people that be like Kingsley is probably the better choice. But <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they have. I don't know if they see color in the wizarding world because it's only five of them. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how they would pivot, but I know one thing that was for sure: nobody would think he could win. Like he would have to, he would have a group of like seven that are ready to go, and then everybody else would just be like, "Hey, Minister, are, are you sure?" Dude, it, it would come down to just a race war where like the black wizards were like, "Oh yeah, we have faith in Black Rufus Scrimgeour," and yeah. then all the white wizards were like, "I guess we're going with Voldemort." This I is guess we're going to Voldemort. I hear they checking left. I hear they checking left wrists out here. Malfoy would have died in jail, though. I can assure you of that. For sure. Oh, if yeah, for sure. He would have died in jail. Malfoy would not be be would not be a free man. I'm surprised Kingsley let Malfoy go. Oh, you know, would be a bad thing about it would be there'd be wizards, you know, that wouldn't vote for Kingsley. They'd be like, we can't have two in a row. Yeah, right. It's hilarious. <laughs> we can't we can't do two in a row. The last time we did, he came out said he was gonna kill Voldemort. <laughs> they got murdered during somebody's wedding. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, at least he would have got murdered so nobody would have thought he was late. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, there go Rufus never showing up on time. No, actually, he's dead. <laughs> that guy would look like such an asshole. He's just like, okay, I'm leaving the wedding. All right, I'm y'all. not bouncing back. Sorry I said anything. My Have a good wedding. My gifts on the table. <laughs> I left some uh, chocolate frogs and gold coins, you know, because I hear the wheezes are broke. Bon voyage. <laughs> or a... Uh... Uh, he'd be just trying to go to his job in the ministry and just some random or would be like, hey, are you supposed to be here? <laughs> are you supposed to be here? It's like, sir, 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 I am the minister of magic. Yeah, buddy, sure you are, some Rufus. Guy comes up with a wand, but he just uses it to do like the search. He's scanning them. <laughs> Hilarious. He's scanning them. It's like a melody. Yeah. Boop, boop. Take out your wand, sir. I'm the minister of magic. No. <laughs> oh, man. That would, Rita Skeeter would have a field day. Yeah. You think they were looking for Obama's birth certificate? Wait till <laughs> Rufus Scrimger shows up. Sir, we need to verify that you are originally from, where are they in Harry Potter? Britain? Great Britain? Yes. Yeah, we need to make sure that you're British, sir. Yeah, I know, I know, but Malfoy's artist. You know how it goes. <laughs> How, where are wizards born? I imagine wizards and witches are all born. I imagine it's all home births. I would imagine. Huh. You would think, but what if like some people who try to hide their magic, like. So you force them to be born in the ministry? That seems so like militant. Maybe not the ministry. Maybe they go to hospitals. Yeah, but. Yeah, okay. They, St. Mungo's, I guess they could be born at. But I thought St. Mungo's for, was for like. Maladies. Veterans and yeah. People that got hurt. That's true. So is it's, there a. Uh, I mean, maybe I don't know if anyone who listens is also uh, a fan of Dragon Ball Super, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Do you remember the episode where Bulma's pregnant? And oh yeah, just, we like, just pulls waves, the baby out of her waves. waves. A wand and yeah, then it says maybe they can do. Maybe it's not even like the same kind of birth. Maybe they can just like wave a wand and it's like maybe, it's out. maybe. But then what happens to the magical people that don't like practice magic all the time? Do they just have regular human births? Because you know Hermione's a witch and she was born a regular way. I also I don't know. Better, I th- yeah. I think that births are supposed to be a process. Like, okay, so in the wizarding world, they can just, like, if they have to go to the bathroom, they just go and then can disappear. Like, that's a thing that can happen. I mean, I know a lot of... They adopted toilets long after the muggles invented it. But I think births should stay non-magical. If they were just, like, magicking... You know, nine-month-old fetuses out of the womb—that would bum me out so much. I, I would be bum shocked. Bum me out too, because uh, what if you what if you were off by a couple weeks and still need to cook? And <laughs> you got to magic it back in real quick. Magic it back in, and it's, it's an every doctor would have a time turner just so they don't get sued with malpractice. <laughs> right? You feel me? Like that's so yeah, that's so weird to me, man. But you know, God bless the wizard in the community. They had babies, yeah. and it was said that like they had less babies because Voldemort killed so many people. Yeah, in the first war. So um, J.K. Rowling has said that Harry's year, uh, there was a record low students at Hogwarts for like the previous 400 years because so many of the parents, would-be parents from Harry's year had died in the first Wizarding War. That is insane. Did we ever get like a death tally of how many people Voldemort Merck? It's online. I haven't committed it to memory. Well, Maxwell, if you had the time. I call him Maxwell. I don't think his full name is Maxwell. It isn't, but I can be called Maxwell. Is it? it that is what not is your, your nickname? Full name? It's not. It's is this Max, Max? Max is just the full name. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm going to call him Maxwell. Yeah, that's this is going to be the first time you get a nickname that makes you a regular yeah, name longer than it's supposed to be. 
Uh, so yeah, that's all my thoughts on forgettable ass um, Rufus. Rufus Scrimgeour. Yeah. Uh, so I was wondering, you are a veteran of the New York public school system. Sure, yeah. I've worked in them. Which, uh, which, which? This is the Arthur Weasley Award for this week. Okay. Which Witcher Wizard from Harry's time at Hogwarts would fare best in a New York public school? Ooh. Okay. Ooh. And you can judge success by any metric. Like it can be Ooh. academic success, social yeah. success, leaving their footprint on the school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, darn it, man. Uh, you go first. I can. I got okay. It. Well, I can go first, and then so uh, we can hear because I feel like you uh, know better than me. But uh, I mean, immediately Fred, George, and Lee Jordan go jump out at me as like, oh, they have charisma, and that is one thing. That you need to thrive in. Yeah, I would, I've would. i worked in schools in New Orleans and in New York. And uh, both places are, I think, a lot more charismatic than where I grew up in D.C., which is still more charismatic than some places. But New York, more than anywhere I've ever been, uh, the kids in the school all value charisma and are, like, performative and funny and, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. good I, kids. I think, if I'm being honest... The person that would have the best chance, but it'd be a growing. It'd be growing. Okay. It'd be hard in the beginning because that's how his character is, but it'll grow. Uh, it's Neville. That's who I thought you were saying once you said it'll grow. Yeah, tell I, me why. I, I think ne- I think Neville would start out as like you know the crybaby, crybaby that uh, everybody starts to make fun of. But there's a couple people that really do appreciate him, and like the one cool kid really does appreciate him. And then as time goes on, he becomes more and more of himself and gets comfortable in being like just Neville. Then people start to gravitate toward him. He'll have his bullies, but he'll finally stand up to them because in New York City public schools, you usually don't have a choice. Like You can get bullied all you want, but everybody has to stand up to their bully at some point. And, or you reach your wit's end. And believe me, the wit's end with some <laughs> kid. Nah, in my junior high school, the kid bought a gun to school. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, And they found yeah. it in his book bag. He had a whole, like, it's like a 38 or some wow. shit. So it would be, he would either reach his wit's end or he would stick up for himself. And Neville... Always had it in him where like he would he was ready to fight. Yeah. Wasn't good at it in the beginning, but he was always ready to fight. And then once he caught his stride, I think everybody would notice his growth and respect him and he'd never go backwards in the social um in the social hierarchy. Okay. So I think Neville would start out as a pretty um, medium person and then as time goes on become really, really popular. You know who I also think would do well? Pansy Parkinson. Pansy Parkinson. Because you know who thrives in these schools sometimes? Hmm. Shit stirring girls who can low key fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're popular. If for nothing else, people like to rile them up. Just see them get into some stuff. And if you can fight and you're like, you know, have some feminine powers mm-hmm. as a girl in a New York public school, mm-hmm. and you can shit stir, you can create drama. That's a triple threat. Yeah, you're gonna go far. I, I mean, I think Hermione would have a rough go. Yeah, I think Luna would have a rough rough go. I, I actually think Luna would fit in a lot better than you might think. Really? Okay. For the first year, they'd be like, "Oh, we gotta watch her," and then after you get used to her, she becomes like your. It's like your auntie that's a little, a little off, not off, but yeah, she's eccentric, and <laughs> Luna like, would end up in the K-pop circle. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But that's, but I tell you one thing, nicest community. I tell you, I tell you one thing. Whatever circle she ended up in, they're gonna go hard for. That's true. They're going to go hard for because I tell you right now, I know this, I know this for a fact because I was always a cool nerd. Fucking, <laughs> you, fuck with, you fuck with them groups if you want to. See if you won't get your ass whooped. 
Yeah. Yeah, in junior high school, I had a crew. It was me, Carl, and Shaquille. Now, Shaquille was shorter than anybody and would fight anybody. Carl was on the short side, too, and would fight anybody. That nigga smacked me one day. You know Damn. what I'm saying? And me, if you fucked with me too much, especially if you try to take my money, I was ready to Yeah, yeah no, I was ready to go that go that route. You know what I'm saying? So you mess with those little groups once they find each other, they hold they hold like steel most times. Those yeah. bonds are forged really strong. So I think Luna would um it, again, like Neville, it'll take a while. Yeah. But she'd be malleable enough to learn to fit in after she gets comfortable with herself. She'll have a couple of identity crises, but that's probably the extent of it. Why would Hermione have a rough go? Because she's a smart-ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People just wouldn't appreciate her raising her hand for every question. Uh, it, half, half that, and then the other half being like, Hermione is pretty snarky. She doesn't have yeah. the best tact, especially like young Hermione. That's true. She gets a lot better at that. Yeah. She grows in that You way. notice how like rude she was to Ron and just how like mm-hmm. shitty she was in person? Hermione was pretty shitty. She was really just a good version of Draco Malfoy for a little while. Remember in the third book where she's they find out about the time turner and she's like, how did you think I was taking all of those classes? If I was Ron, I'd be like, I didn't assume you had illegal technology. Right. You fucking (laughs) criminal. How am I not? How am I the unreasonable one? That's like finding out your friend was selling drugs. (laughs) Like, how'd you think I was making money? Not by poisoning the community, (laughs) dick. Yeah. How do you think I had a car at 18 with a vanity license? Yeah. No, I I just assumed better of you. Yeah. I think also maybe Fred and George. Fred well. and George would do well. They'd be funny. The teachers would hate them. Though. Yeah. yeah. But they'd do, the, the classmates they, would like them. Socially, they'd do well, but they might suffer a lot, and they might have a lot of identity shit. Because when you're the when you're the funny kids in school, a lot of times you don't get to cry. You know, you don't really get to be vulnerable about anything. You so. know what? I th- here. This is my theory. If it were a New York public school, Hermione would have dated either Fred or George for a year. Just to be mm. like, I can still be myself. But I can also exist in this space and people will treat me with some modicum of respect. I feel like Hermione would get her respect as valedictorian and everything like that. Well, from the teachers. From the teachers. But she has some friends. coming for that ass. Did, no, no. Only if she was rude to Pansy. Only if she was rude. Because usually girls like that don't really find you. They don't look for trouble unless you give them trouble. Like being a yeah. snarky cunt if somebody mispronounces <laughs> a word. Yeah. And I love Hermione. She's one of my favorite characters. It's probably the most necessary of the trio. Yeah. But... There's no doubt about it that in the beginning she was an imperious, mm-hmm. imperious little bitch. Yeah. No, she, I mean, she. Uh, no worse than James Potter's old punk No, ass, she, she's way better. I mean, Hermione's much, one of my five favorite characters. Better. Oh, but, yeah. She's top, she's top five, dead or alive in Harry Potter. <laughs> but, uh, but I will say that in the first book, when reading it as a young boy, when Hermione starts crying, you're like, you were the instigator. All you created this whole web. Like Ron is not looking for a bone to pick with you. Like, yeah, yeah. This is all your manifestation. Yeah, you create. You created this. You made your bed. Now sleep in it. And made yeah. it made Ron feel bad because he was he was having a private conversation that ended up being you know publicly heard. But still, you are you earned that. They should have made Hermione homeschooled because that was her vibe. In the first book, like homeschool before she went, because she went to like normal muggle elementary school before she went to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, nobody because she's wired normally. Yeah, basically. It's not like she has a social anxiety disorder. Or something. And it's like, how did you learn so much about magic before getting there? Like, 
<laughs> like, <laughs> where'd she buy the books on like yeah. Wizard eBay? Yeah, because her <laughs> parents were just like for it, and I'm like, okay, that that's cool, but yeah. who taught all this stuff? No, it's crazy. It's like she went to Diagon Alley mm-hmm. and bought ten books that weren't on the list and read all of them before she got on the train. You know that that could be the case. I would love to expound on that more. We gotta find out how Hermione did that. Yeah. Do we? Do we? Let's ever, watch her origin story next. I'm down. Did we ever get um what Voldemort's uh, body count was? There's not an exact number. They just list people, yeah. and then it gets to a point where they're just like, and many more. So. And hilarious. Yeah. And they're like several Death Eaters. Personally, it's very, I don't. It's not very specific. Personally, I only count the Muggles for half a murder. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's what Voldemort said. <laughs> I only count them for half a murder. Uh, yeah, you think that he has like some muggle soul and he has like a horcrux and he's like, I can't ruin this this vase with this muggle soul. I'm just going to have to throw this one. Out. I'll get a wizard soul for it. Yeah, 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 sure yeah. It was only wizard souls. Like, probably only In the horcrux? Yeah. I like, thought. Do we know exactly? No, because his dad was one of them. So at least one of them was a muggle. Gotcha. Because he oh, killed wow. his dad and made a horcrux out of his dad's. He's you know. a very awkward human being. Next <laughs> next episode, we're going to do a deep dive into Voldemort. Okay. And why he's so disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. He's as disgusting as the Tom Riddle Hermione fan fiction. That yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. It's up there. That, that fan fiction is nasty. Yeah. Will's read them all, by the way. But that I, fan fiction is I'm nasty. I'm impressed by the angle some of them take. Sometimes you read a fan fiction and you're like, like I'm going to look into Fred or George with Hermione because I actually am starting to think. That I can assure you, not only is there Fred and George oh, with don't. Hermione, there's Fred and George <laughs> with Hermione at the same time. Definitely. There's Fred, George, and Ron with Hermione. There's George, Fred, and Hermione with Ron. Like those fan fictions go so berserk. Dog. And that last one was probably written by George R. R. Martin. Probably. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. It goes so deep that I'm sure there's a fan fiction for Hermione to have boned each and every last character in Harry Potter. I think you're yeah. right. Each and every last one. Easy. Yeah. No, no question in my mind. And of all of them, there's no one she's less compatible with than Tom Riddle. No one that she's less compatible. That's I feel, just I girls feel like, who saw the second movie and thought he was hot. Yeah, I feel like they wouldn't. Um, I feel like their interests are so different. You yeah. know, she wants to, you know, change the way that house elves are treated, and he <laughs> just wants, you know, he's a very simple man. Just wants <laughs> total world domination and kill all people that aren't like him. Honestly, I hope this one doesn't exist because it's the only one that I think would be worse and less compatible <laughs> is if it's like a Dumbledore. Oh, that does. Yeah, the Dumbledore. Oh, Dumbledore, the, Hermione. Oh, that exists. Dumbledore, you know what's even worse is they got, like, Dumbledore and the kid stuff set when Harry's a first year. Yuck. Yeah. They, they do have that. That's, like, not, yeah. that's, like, weird. Why are yeah. they? Yeah. Like, Why are y'all writing this type of stuff, man? You know I mean, what? they're Actually, writing it because it's their favorite thing. I'm, that's really. I'm not. They, they, you should be on a list if you write. You write, <laughs> <laughs> you write that. Man what's the line? Harry is a sixth year. I'm I'm not gonna hold y'all. I don't want to temper anybody's creativity for their artistic purposes and whatnot. But uh, that is some weird shit. Look, I'll support you on that. That's some weird stuff, boy. You didn't wanna you didn't wanna jump into the the foxhole with me on Birdman or nope. on Scientology. But if if you're going against Nambla, I'm with you. I don't know what Nambla is. <laughs> the but. North American Man Boy Love Association. One of the bestest uh, episodes of South Park was about Nambla. That was the Adventure Club. No, oh, no, the Adventure Club was about Scientology. 
I tell you one thing, we gonna get back into the pot of hood though. Yeah, well, let's talk about this video on Movie Flame that. Uh, let's do it. That we watched. Um, it's really, really good. It's all of them are really good, but this one is about the origins of the Malfoy family. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things about the origins of the Malfoy family is they accrued all of their wealth by working with Muggles. Yeah, funny they don't tell you that part, right? <laughs> that they got all their riches from working with muggles and that's why the Malfoys are such hypocrites to me man yeah like it it make it makes me annoyed it's like when you find out that somebody back in the day was a slave owner right but then they were also just like very very light skin yeah you know what i'm saying like they were black the whole time just having to be very very light skin and it bugs me because you're you're being a hypocrite dude yeah malfoy make literally makes fun of arthur weasley for working with muggles. And it's like, y'all worked with muggles. <laughs> That's how you made all of your money. Yeah. And you dare have the nerve to call people mudbloods when you have mudblood money. No. Uh, so the the one who was one of the most successful uh, Malfoys is Armand Malfoy. I want I want you to know, Mr. Armand. It's a badass name, dog. <laughs> Armand Badass Malfoy. name. That man said, so my name was Armand. Armand Malfoy. Armand Malfoy. It's a dope name. I'm going to name my son Malfoy. Yeah? Malfoy? Yeah. Malfoy White. Malfoy, huh? Malfoy Marcellus White. Okay. I'm going to give my kid my middle name, not my first. Okay, I like that. Malfoy Marcellus. MMW. You you could flip Marcellus and Malfoy, too, and it would still work. Yeah. Marcellus. Okay. Marcellus Malfoy White. That's not bad. That's not bad either. That's not. You got bad. two options. That's not bad. I I like I like Malfoy Marcellus White, only because it like adds like the automatopoeia that we yeah. use. Fucking MCW BMW, my brother NMW me MMW. Yeah, yeah. I think I might do that, dog. You heard it here first on the Pot of Hood podcast. I'm for the name of babies. <laughs> no, that's great. That's our first baby naming on the podcast. Well, I mean, we would have named yours, but you decided <laughs> to have it, you know, before yeah. the podcast started. And but I, we ain't talking about that. Yeah, that's true. That was very selfish of me. And I didn't, I didn't. You know what? I should think about incorporating a Harry Potter name for the next one. Then for the next yeah, one. Yeah, let's let's do it. Next next time you shoot the club up, dog, just think <laughs> about us. All right. But yeah, so the Malfoys are kind of like the Elvis of the Wizarding World. Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. That's that's what they did. My blue suede cane. <laughs> they made their money and then they they ran from the Muggle community. And but see, my my other thing about the Malfoys, this is more in in regards to like Lucius in that generation. It was like, dog, why are you such a coward? Because I feel like he shouldn't have been. Yeah, I feel like he shouldn't have been. I feel like they should have been a lot more noble than what they were, and that's one of the things. That oh, I'll I'll actually defend Lucius in this instance. Shoot, I think Lucius is one of those dudes who was a tough guy growing up and didn't give a fuck, and then he had a kid and realized he didn't want to die. Huh. And I see dudes like that, and I relate to that. And mm-hmm. you go like, Yeah, I'm not going to be reckless anymore. Like if somebody came up to me and was trying to start a fight with me. Uh, there'd be a part of my head that's like, okay, I can't get hurt because I have to look after my kid. Yeah, and I can't hurt him because I got to mm-hmm. look after my kid. And I didn't used to think like that. I used to be like, okay, man, if you want this, let it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to fuck with Will, if you want to, man, see if you don't see <laughs> see see if you don't get sectum sempered out here. <laughs> Will ain't about that. Will about that action. You understand me? <laughs> but but now I'm like, okay, 
if now he like I'm still about that action. <laughs> so if you want it, if any of y'all fuck with the church of Scientology and got a problem with what Will said, <laughs> go see true. Will in person. I'm but <laughs> but not me. Nico don't fight. I'm a pacifist. That is true. Life. I'm like all anti conflict and I'm picking fights with the most ready to go. It's yeah. like the but I had I did defend Takashi six nine. And I'll you just also... like a Malfoy, dog. <laughs> I don't know if that's the safe option there either. I don't oh, think yeah, it that's is. True. I'm doing all the most dangerous things you can do with your mouth. All, all, all I'm going to say is that uh, Nico White ain't involved in none of that stuff. I'm just here to talk about the Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Movie Flame does a great job going into such deep details on all these characters, man. Um, I never, much, I saw that video once just in passing because I never really cared about the deepness of the Malfoy family. Mm-hmm. I'm more curious of how Draco ends up, like yeah. how he dies. Does he get to die a peaceful death or does he die horrifically? Well, I know that Draco, uh, he gets married to this girl who's not a Slytherin. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't, she's not um, from a muggle family, but she's not from one of like the 28 or whatever. Somebody's going to correct me on that. However many. I think it was 13 families. Is it 13 families? I think it's 13. Look up um, Max if you can. Look up how many um, like sacred wizarding families there are in the Harry Potter universe. I want to say there's like 13 or 26, something like that. But yeah, so uh, Draco's wife is very feeble and like sick. She has a disease. Yeah, she's sickly, yeah. And she dies when the kid is like 15, when mm-hmm. Scorpio is 15, mm-hmm. and then Draco raises Scorpio as a single dad. Is, isn't it funny how he basically has to, his son has to kind of be like Harry was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Loss of at least one parent. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, because I think we get some like news on that, like him and Harry are on speaking terms now. Mm-hmm. But it's actually sad to me that they didn't become closer friends. Because I think... I think the whole time Draco really just wanted to be friends with Harry. I think there's something childlike in it where I know what his dad told him, but I do think there was just a childlike interest that he took in him. And mm-hmm. it was a rivalry. You know how when you're a kid and you learn what rivalries mean and then you pick one? Mm-hmm. I felt like he picked Harry. And m- most of the shit he did in regards to Harry seemed juvenile. Well, you, Draco, you've made the parallels. You were the first person, I think, who I heard make the parallels between Draco and James. Yeah. And I've been thinking, if James was at Hogwarts when there were another guy who was like an alpha dog, yeah. like a Dumbledore or a Voldemort or even Harry, James would have got the shit kicked out of him. Oh, yeah. If there was a more... Like, Snape's a better wizard than James, what? but there was nobody ca- more charismatic and better than him. The only person... The only reason why he was able to do to Snape what he did to Snape is because of numbers. Mm-hmm. But all intents and purposes, especially with the way old bitch-ass James Potter died... I know <laughs> Snape would have fucked him up. Yeah, for sure. The fact that he didn't have like a long gash in his chest from the Sectum Semper mm-hmm. curse is beyond me. Maxie, what did you find out? It's 28. 28. 28. Okay. I was right about the Wizarding yep, Family. Sacred 28. Okay. There you go. And that's the ones that were tr- still truly pure blood by the 30s. Oh, okay. Do we have their names? And the shackle bolts are one of them. We do have their names. Do you want to yeah. read them off? I got you. Tell me which ones besides the shackle bolts. I got you right now. Them. So we got Abbott, Avery, Black, Blustrobe, Burke, Carroll, Crouch, Folly, Flint, Gaunt, Greengrass, Lestrange, Longbottom, McMillan, Malfoy, Nott, Alavander, Parkinson, Prewitt, Rosier, 
and Raul. Is McMillan, that's the last name of the guy who drives the night bus, right? Yeah, I believe it might <laughs> that's be. That's the oldest family of wizarding janitors. Let's see. If, uh, Let's see. see. Who, who they are. I might be wrong about it. The McMillan that. family. So far, the ones that we know of, blood status, pure blood, notable family members, Ernie McMillan. Is that the one? Let's see. Night bus guy. I don't think he oh, is. Oh, I feel so smart. I'm probably wrong. Between, well, he was born. Is he dead? <laughs> I don't think he's dead. Let's see. Because if he's dead, it might definitely be. Dude, dead. if I was serious black, I would send, like, I would Photoshop a family tree that had all the pure blood families except the Lestranges and then just mail it out <laughs> and just watch the Lestranges flip out. You know, yeah. anytime they wouldn't be included. Oh, no. Um, This guy, he was in, he, was, he just so happened to be a student when Harry was a student. Ernie McMillan? Oh, yep. was he a Hufflepuff? Yes. I remember him. Yeah. Cool. Ernie was a Hufflepuff. He was like always doubting Harry like, oh, he was one of the most prominent people doubting that Harry was telling the truth about Cedric. Well, that makes sense because Cedric was also in Hufflepuff, right? Yeah, that's true. So if somebody... Maybe from, he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. Look, Harry says some real slick shit and nobody was willing to do the proper investigation and then there was a whole all the cover up so nobody really knows what's what. So it makes sense that a kid would think that you're lying. Who do you think's the worst wizarding family? I mean, I guess a lot of people would say Gaunt's just because that's what Malfoy or what Voldemort's derived from. I really dislike the Carols. I dislike the Averys. Yeah, who they, are the Averys? They tried to kill Buckbeak. That was like the executioner. Nah, no, I'm very. That. that was very white of me to be like yeah. the animal murderers are they, the worst. They, they, oh, save the chickens. Oh, oh you know that. Save you know the that chickens. Nobody Yo, in Kingsley's sh- family shut your punk tried ass to up. pet a, a hippogriff on safari and got videotaped getting bitten or anything. Yeah, my 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 thing is more so just like I don't care what you try to do to animals, dog. I much ha- more hate the fat, and I mean in the Harry Potter verse, animal lovers don't kill me. Oh, yeah, uh, I, sure, I sure would, oh, absolutely. If they served it, I'd eat hippogriff as long as it ain't mine. That is, that could get you hate mail. I think. I mean, I don't accept hate mail. I only <laughs> accept love mail. So if you send me hate mail, I can assure you, I am going to ignore it. I only respond to love, baby. That's how I stay. That's how I stay young. Okay, so if you don't agree with Nico being willing to eat a hippogriff, write me and I'll respond to it. Yeah, you write Will with all that negative stuff. He He's the darkness. I'm the light. Okay, <laughs> He's Voldemort. I'm Dumbledore here. Just a Dumbledore with a whole lot more uh, tact. Yeah. I knew you were going to spin that as being, you know, taking a shot at Dumbledore. Fuck him and his embroidered robes. <laughs> <laughs> I want an embroidered robe. I might be Dumbledore of Halloween. That'd be dope. I might do that. See okay. if I get me a nice embroidered robe. Hey, if any of you guys that listen to the podcast would like to send me a Dumbledore wand and or embroidered robe, I will definitely take it. <laughs> just you imbi- definitely wear an embroidered robe just next time you're at the cellar. You think I won't when I will, dog? Who do you think you're talking to, Maxie? Yeah, I'll wear an embroidered robe when I'm at the cellar. When Dude, I'm if at you home. dress as Dumbledore for Halloween, people are going to come up to you and ask if you're Bootsy Collins. I don't get what they <laughs> ask me. <laughs> Ready to be with you, yeah. For the young people, that's a song about Boosie Collins. Where are we at on time, Maxie? Forty-one minutes. Yeah, we got. Uh, we got. We only got one thing left. Oh yeah. Yeah, we got the sorting of the Joker. Let's sort the Joker. Let's sort him. You, now you saw you saw the movie. I haven't seen it yet. I really want to. I've seen Joker, and spoiler alert: the Joker is in the movie. <laughs> that's you know that's everything. 
I do. Re- I recall the Joker from watching him in The Dark Knight. So it's not like I've. I have no. Uh, You're familiar with the I'm character. Familiar with the Joker. Okay, so I I seen the most recent Joker movie, and if I had to put Joker in a house, I would put him in Saint Mungo's <laughs> Hospital because that dude is batshit crazy. No pun intended, but pun <laughs> delivered. That guy is crazy, 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 crazy. So out of love for the folks that listen to the Bottlehood podcast, I won't spoil you or anything like that. But. Uh, when you see the Joker movie, I want you guys to at me on Twitter and or Instagram and let me know what house you would put him in. Or if you agree with me, the Joker belongs to St. Mungo's <laughs> uh, mental institution right there next to Neville's parents eating Jello for the rest of his life. Okay. Under, under the locomotor mortis uh, charm. That's the charm where it locks your legs and hands together. Okay. Unable to move for a hundred years with Madame, with Madame Pomfrey just sending him applesauce every day. Cause that dude is crazy. Okay, uh, yeah, that's a that's a strong take. That uh, the one of the most psycho characters. I mean, he certainly could be in St. Mungo's. If I were to put him in prison, I think I would put him with uh, with uh, Grindelwald. Yeah, no, I would have him killed immediately. I wouldn't put just him execute, in execute. Uh, Dementor's Ex- kiss. Excellent, execute, Dude. not Dementor's kiss. Execute, because I'm afraid if the Dementors <laughs> pull that shit out of them, they might get it straight up. Avada Kedavra, right then and there, or circumcise his fucking head off and set the body on fire. Get rid <laughs> of him. Hard pass on him. He really made an impact on you with this movie. Ah, shit, no, he didn't. I never, <laughs> I never was a big, big fan of Joker. I always yeah. prefer a uh, chaotic neutral. Who's and that? like so chaotic neutral is like a magneto kind of character got it you know they're right in the middle you can understand why they do what they do where joker is so mm. needy magneto is so wanting and i prefer want than i do need interesting okay I, you know so that's why um i feel the way i feel about joker and if i had to sort into the harry potter world i want him to stay as far away as possible and i'll keep him in saint mungo's until i could put him in the grave okay I uh, I'm basing this not off the most recent movie, but off of Dark Knight. <laughs> you didn't like Dark Knight? I'm not going to even uh, hype up those trolls. Nope, not doing okay. that. Uh, I would go. I think I would go Gryffindor, just because in the in the Dark Knight, everything like in the initially, Gotham mm-hmm. is under the rule of like this mafia, and the Joker just comes in one guy with a pencil and just takes the whole city from them. You know what? Yeah, you know what? Let, let, let's have a moment. <laughs> let's have a moment. Well, you just said, can you can you hear me, Maxie? And my 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 mic sounds nice. Yeah, you sound good. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, William would like to place the Joker in Gryffindor, and you know what, William? You're absolutely right. And the reason that you're right is because <laughs> okay. Peter Pettigrew was also in Gryffindor, and if you looked at how Peter Pettigrew was, he made people believe he was a certain type of way, the same way Joker made a lot of people believe that, oh, he was just a clown, he was harmless, he was skinny, you could fuck with him. And then come to find out he's one of the most evil people that ever exists and assisted in a lot of the most evil shit happening to a lot of people that were actually of merit. And after watching the most recent movie, if you have watched it again, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but uh, he's a lot like Peter Pettigrew, just a little bit more bold. So, um... For that reason, I won't disagree with you, my, with, with you, my friend. But uh, I still keep him in St. Mungo's. But there's a good argument for him being in Gryffindor, only because people like Peter Pettigrew were also in Gryffindor. I appreciate that. That yeah. I, I, that was uh, that really added to because I, I was only going off of like one scene in a movie. It's all good. It's all good. You, you filled f- it in. You fake it till you make it, dog. <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 21 of the Potterhood Podcast. My name is Nico White. I'm Will Posner. Mischief, Mischief Managed. Managed.